This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi bhulte so we are back. Uh, this is Manisha Pandey. I'm back as your host because Abhinandan Sekri is on a Videshi Brahman. Actually both Madhu and Abhinandan are in Boston right now. Uh, they're going to be speaking at the Harvard India Conference uh, where News Laundry has crea- curated a few sessions with the university on media. And uh, as it happens, some of our subscribers in Boston told us that they'd like to meet both of them. So we're going to arrange uh, some sort of a meetup between Abhinandan and Madhu in Boston with our subscribers. In case you missed all that action, uh, write to us at contact at newslaundry.com. We will email you the details. Uh, the subscribers meeting is scheduled around uh, February 12th, which is evening of February 12th. And all the details of it would be sent to all the relevant people. But uh, write to us in case you want to uh, meet them and we'll schedule something. Um, we have our regular uh, panel with us, Anand Vardhan. Hello. We have Meghnaad, again coming back on Hafta. <laughs> yeah, hi. Not a regular, but looks like I'm becoming one now. <laughs> yeah, almost regular. Uh, Anand Ranganathan. Hello. And Raman Kirpal. Hello. Hello. So we have a lot of things to discuss and we'll just get right to it. Uh, we lost four army personals uh, this week uh, in a ceasefire violation across the line of control. One of them was a very young, recently commissioned captain, Captain Kapil Kundu. Uh, Amit Shah made a debut in parliament. He spoke, um, after which Modi spoke in both Lok Sabha and Rajya Sabha. That created quite a stir. It got everyone talking. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Uh, there were bipoles in Rajasthan where BJP suffered a huge jolt. Um, there's crisis in Maldives, uh, if you want to talk about that, some international relations. <laughs> and um, there was a gruesome murder in Delhi of uh, a young uh, uh, boy, Ankit Saxena. He was in love with a Muslim girl. And uh, the girl's family, uh, the father, the mother and the brother, I, I think the brother also is accused in the murder. He was murdered right in front of, I mean, it was a broad not daylight murder but like in front of everyone it was a very gruesome murder that got everyone talking so that's something that we should discuss and of course the Raphael deal is it a scam is it not a scam is it uh, what is it <laughs> there's just too much conversation on it and even I'm confused about it but I'm hoping our panel will have stuff to tell us about it so let's start uh, what do you guys want to start with but before we start on that uh, one of the remarks that the Prime Minister made was concerning Ramayan and we have Meghnath here. Oh, so yes! Can you please, can you, can you, please uh, uh, you know, share with our uh, listeners your trademark laughter? Oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah I have a laughter. <laughs> really? Meghnath is that? Okay. <laughs> I should, yeah, to give context to the listeners to give, about yeah. what happened. So what happened was that um, I, the PM was speaking and Renuka uh, of the opposition, Renuka Chaudhary, Chaudhary. Re- Renuka, my friend, <laughs> my neighbor, Renuka Chaudhary of Congress, was she was cackling. She was like, <laughs> I don't know why she was laughing though. And uh, she has a lovely laughter. I don't know what's wrong with this world. So Venkaiya and I do was trying to calm her down and say, "Don't laugh, don't laugh." And Modi said that, "Don't uh, stop her." Ramayan ke baad pehli baar aisi hasi sunne ko mil rahe. People all obviously thought ki is equating her to Shrupnaka. But I was like, it could be Sita also. It could be anyone's laugh. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. If Sita, Sita Mata laughed like Renuka. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I just, I lot, of people, lot of people took offense to that. Do you think there was anything offensive in that comment? <laughs> no? 
सरोजनी नगर और मोदी जी को दिलवा दूंगी आई ओनली नो हिज छप्पन इंच की छाती मेजरमेंट बट इफ इज विलिंग टू गिव मी मोर मेजरमेंट एंड no it is a campaigner speech and uh, campaigner's speech and uh, modi is comfortable in that way um and uh, what was the context of the speech it was in context of uh, president's address mm. so he had to it had to be comprehensive it had to uh, address different sections of governance policy framework and different things so he touched upon a lot of things and uh, but uh, being a seasoned politician uh, apart from being the prime minister so he had to blend that with uh, his uh, prime means pivotal position in the ruling party so it was a it was a blend of a campaign as well as uh, hints of policy directions uh, now uh, the kind of uh, uh, speech that he gave so if uh, uh modi is out of power say in 2019 i think he would be a very difficult opposition leader to reckon with because, uh, because uh, he he has in him to galvanize 
the negativities of opposition so um, if um, uh, as a opposition leader if you uh, the natural position of uh, a politician is to oppose it is very difficult to defend governance it is uh, always the easier um, way out for a politician to oppose things and uh, that is his uh, default mode mm. so uh, and uh, modi as an opposition leader say uh, post 1999 uh, 2019 would be a difficult man to reckon with uh, means if he is not voted back to power oh Is it true that Modi has never been in the opposition ever, even in Gujarat? Yeah, means uh, I, don't, I don't think he has because he's he hasn't been. Won. His he's first won. elevation to a position in government was a chief minister. Chief minister, yes. So, oh, so no. He, so he's never been a normal. I say it will be really. It will be strange to see him in the opposition just to see what sort of. A I I actually agree with him, uh, Anand, because. Uh, I think he will make a great opposition leader. I, I do now. I'm thinking of it more, and it would be nice if he was across the aisle. He would like give like. So you would want that? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> no, um, I think Raman sir first to you give your comments. Then, um, so what I think about the speech. So here's the thing, right? Uh, whenever Modi comes and gives uh, speeches on two occasions since the last since he's been in power. He has done it on on like two days in Parliament. One is the presidential address, like when the president's address, and the second is Constitution Day, right? So that is the only two days he has actually spoken in Parliament. He attends sometimes. He shows his face. He goes sometimes away. Sometimes he speaks and goes. Yeah, and uh, no, he he. The he last only, time he didn't there wait. There is a specific time assigned when everybody knows the prime minister is coming, and I know for a fact that you know every BJP person is supposed to be there behind him to cheer and laugh and whatever. So we don't have a question hour. Uh, we have we had a question hour, but uh, so Not he anymore. spoke. We did. Okay. We he, even that day it happened. Um, in in the president's address, which he was responding to. is basically given in a joint hall like rajya sabha lok sabha sit together and then the president gives the direction of the government etc and that is written by the government the president is supposed to read it out after that there is an discussion that happens on the motion to the president's address which can be amended by the members so um, members can actually put in lines anything they want and if it gets approved the president's address changes what modi was doing was he was responding to the various comments made by the members of parliament right that is that is essentially what he was doing so in that context when he spoke in lok sabha he was very karnataka heavy because he constantly kept poking khadge right because he he is from karnataka and he spoke a lot about the kalburgi railway line which his government completed and their government didn't and it has been going on since vajpayee's time etc and on the other hand in rajya sabha he also mentioned in rajya sabha that this one person from lok sabha as if nobody knew you know people when they come to rajya sabha after getting defeated in lok sabha then you know their style changes and jetli jetli was sitting there <laughs> yeah jetli was sitting there so <laughs> but uh, the the point i'm trying to make here the big larger point he gives the same speech in lok sabha then he goes to rajya sabha gives the same speech in rajya sabha the rajya sabha thing came out clearer because everybody was opposing him in lok sabha everybody mm. was screaming and shouting mm. so that's the context now but, i think but i mean do you think there was just uh, anand like a big criticism was there was just, just focusing on congress and the ills of nehru 
Do you think that was valid? Yeah, that but I, I, I mean, I, I would have before you had, uh, you know, given mm. your summary. I would have said that I found nothing special in the speech. It yeah. was as uh, Anand Vardhan also said, it was like a campaigner speech. Mm. But what you said now makes sense that uh, the president's address mm. is commented upon. Yeah. Mm. So it would have been commented upon by a lot of Congress people. Yeah. And hence now Modi's barbs at, you know, whatever mm. he saw the comments on. Mm. So mm. maybe that makes sense. But otherwise, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a campaigner. What was so special about it? I mean, we know he speaks very well. He's a good orator mm. and he can hold his ground and, you know, he can make all these barbs and everything. But uh uh, you know, different from that. And I, I would have liked to uh, hear his clarifications on Rafael. Rafael, mm. or mm. how do you pronounce it? Rafael. I don't know. Rafael. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say Nadal. Okay. I would have. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, you know, some of the things that he could easily have said. For mm. example, one thing which I would like to focus on in this uh, buffoon Katyar, you know, the kind of things that he's been spewing. Mm. And he is, I don't know whether he was present. He's a member of the Rajya Sabha, right? Yeah. Mm. yeah. So yeah. he probably was present there. So, uh, you know, this is a classic uh, opportunities that Narendra Modi, I think, deliberately misses mm. and leads to a lot of, uh, uh, you know, uh, thinking in people's mind, whether he's serious about, uh, you know, setting uh, his agenda, what he says, sabka saath, sabka vikas, when you have Rajya Sabha members from his party spewing such venom, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, I didn't find anything spectacular in the speech, but what you said makes sense now. Mm. Robinson. Oh, it was uh, more on the Congress misrule. Right. Then uh, I think the kind of Thanksgiving uh, for this president mm. uh, speech. So, and uh, something that I did, didn't like. I mean, uh, you know, you expect a prime minister to be a statesman. I mean, as an op as a ruling party leader, if he's criticizing uh, Congress outside Parliament, fine. But in Parliament, you're talking about political morality. You're raising those things, I mean, about Nehru and all. I mean, who is not here to defend himself? Of course, Congress may, uh, you know, later come up to defend his, their uh, the first prime minister. So, I mean, that is something which uh, didn't go well, uh, at least with me. So, but otherwise... Also, uh, the comparison between Patel and him, ha, that he, had he been ha, there, I mean, ha, a lot of people pointed out ha, that also. So, so something, uh, it was not statesmanship and uh, the political, I mean, any politician... Forget Modi for that matter. Any politician, Congress or the BJP, I, I do not buy any morality, you know, from their hmm. speeches. But you know, tell me, uh, Ramanji, we always use this phrase that we expect such people to be statesmen, hmm. forgetting that over and above, overarching, that they are politicians. And to me, uh, you know, by by... Uh, by virtue of them being politicians, they have to be hypocrites. They have to have their vote banks. They have to think like that. So I think we have to dissociate this thing of politicians being statesmen. No, no. I said I said the politicians making a statesman like like speech in parliament. In parliament. Yeah. For, Outside, for, I don't for example, expect. Because to be honest, I in don't think in Narendra Modi is a statesman. No, I really don't. He's like, a politician. I can know? give you one example of when I really liked his speech, which we, which was very statesmanly. Apart from the ones he gave outside. Uh, Constitution Day 2015, when it was first Constitution Day, when they declared it. I think his speech was very good. Like, you know, he actually he spoke like about? a statesman where he was act talking about the relevance of parliament how you have to extend the number of days how lawmaking should be improved how there should be more participative democracy and you know just larger umbrella things which are very non-partisan and very 
reform based things he spoke about gst he spoke about tax reform he spoke about a lot of things but what we did not see that day and i absolutely agree with you when you said there was nothing special in it um i think one thing that uh, we we also tend to forget is the environment in which he was speaking on especially in lok sabha right yeah um, he was being shouted i mean he, he was, was being shouted a lot of initially people were people were thinking that congress was shouting but no congress was not disrupting tdp was disrupting tdp is their ally they were disrupting because andhra pradesh got less uh, budget from the government central government this time and as a result there was a lot of political uh, upheaval happening mm. in the state and a lot of people were pissed so their own ally was actually jumping on him and trying to protest that is so irritating though like i don't understand why i mean again maybe it's expecting too much but just the way they were sloganeering ban karo ban karo usko bolne to do yaar pakode baaji ban karo pakode baaji that was a new slogan this time amazing some slogans was uh, what pakode baaji ban karo ban karo ban karo <laughs> and uh, um uh, feku giri ban karo uh, many many slogans like how did it how did it sound uh, you know coming from a telugu <laughs> no so that those were congress slogans tdp just was like anyay ban karo give us justice that was english slogans so you knew when english slogans were happening that was tdp when hindi were happening that was congress because congress has a specific person who screams the initial line and then everybody else follows like ban karo ban karo so but to come back to what anand said sorry i'm yeah. just thing it is now becoming very clear that people are going into election mode Yeah. Ah. yeah very clear in yeah. fact it may just happen in 2018 that's what people are saying by the end of this year so that's one of the questions that i want to throw to the panel mm-hmm. you know like, starting with anand no, maybe uh, okay uh, first uh, now the people who are natural speakers like vajpayee uh, modi or some leaders in opposition also mid 90s i think by mid 90s the television uh, was uh, live uh, had live telecast of looks about the weights and uh, 1996 atal uh, bihari bajpayee's speech is, is still one of the most uh, viewed uh, programs on doordarshan so uh, from them the tone and tenor that has also changed tone and tenor of parliamentary speech making so uh it may not very much appeal mm. to the uh, educated or uh, intellectuals but uh, uh, even scoring browning points or uh, below the belt ma- uh, remarks True. they they have an audience in certain pockets and, uh, and they sometimes get, get geared towards that uh, second thing is about the patel nehru thing that uh, any party which is positioning itself to be the alternative access to the congress system is interested in an alternative iconography as a political project so uh, the alt- the erection of alternate icons is a political project and it not it is not a historical project it's a political project and the uh, alternative narratives whether identity politics needs alternative icons mm. and world over the creation of alternative axis of politics has succumbed to creation of alternative iconography so dean dayal upadhyay instead of nehru hmm. and it's a very easy uh, appropriation for the bjp to make because the congress never actually held patel as an icon hmm. if you look at it you know from 
right yeah. from 1950 then then onwards you look at, but yeah. in the process you just tear apart history you 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 spread lots of myths and you basically indulge in propaganda i think anand like, has had tweeted something about myths? this myths i mean even the comparison that if 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 he would have been the first prime minister the kashmir would not have uh, you know gone away yeah, yeah that's knows uh, that. that's so, a complicated question so, because uh, so, it's not so if you as see if, out if as you, people are if making you see the letters exchange i mean even if they differed uh, but if you see the letters exchange between the two uh, leaders great leaders nehru and uh, patel i mean they are not talking so much of uh, you know decisive uh, language that uh, the present day politicians are indulging in so it's, it's basically they they it becomes a propaganda war one thing what i do disagree with though was i do think that a large reason why we have democracy is because of nehru i do think that a universal adult franchise is something that you have to not just nehru but i think it is very easy for a young country to to i don't know rule uh, govern a young country and then slip into uh, you know uh, a state where you don't want democracy to really function because you you suddenly you have a country to manage and you have that power mm. and it's very easy and you've seen that in a lot of young countries that have come out of colonization to slip into either dictatorship or you know what you have in Pakistan and that's because the formative leaders didn't have that will to sort of uh, you know see the project of democracy through and i think Nehru and post independent leaders must be congratulated for at least I think the whole constituent assembly Nehru yeah. was very lucky uh, for being at the right place at the right, right. time I have always said he reminds me of Bertie Wooster rather hmm. than Jeeves hmm. you know I think the uh, <clears throat> the one person India should be repeatedly thankful to but somehow uh, because of his uh, you know fierce fearlessness at saying things and annoying people is actually ambedkar uh-huh. if yeah. you look at it from 47 onwards you know he wanted partition he wanted all the muslims to actually go hmm. to pakistan in fact whatever uh, this katyar fellow is saying right now of 70 years later okay um In fact, if you uh, no, I mean, but uh, Patel, you know, it's yeah. not. Please, I mean, yeah, don't, don't compare him to Patel. Please, no, hang on. Have I compared him? <laughs> Just it like sounds Kattiyar like. Is what no, you said. No, okay. I'm said Katyar said something which uh, okay. I'm not correct. Okay, okay. It's yeah, not fair. It's not fair. even drawing an analogy. Fair, fair, fair. Please don't <laughs> yeah. put words in my mouth. Yeah. and uh, so when when we try and appreciate how Nehru tried to uh, bolster democracy. I think he had this ring of phenomenally brilliant people around him. He was very lucky. I mean, we have Raja Ji, we had True, of Kamaraj, course. That's why I said like post-independent leaders. I yeah. think all of them together had that conviction. But I also think because he had that power, you know, he was the prime minister to to still stick by it is something worth so appreciating. I think you know, I I little bit disagree with you. So the whole point of Modi's speech was that. आप कहते हो डेमोक्रेसी लेकर आए हो आप एक्सेट्रा एंड ही सेड दैट देर आर बुद्धिस्ट ट्रेडिशन अर्लियर विच ऑल्सो हैड डेमोक्रेसी विच इज ऑल फेयर एंड आई थिंक मलाना ऑल्सो दैट विलेज हैज लाइक द ओल्डेस्ट डेमोक्रेसी और समथिंग ओके आई डू नॉट नो ऑन अ सेकंड या अपेरेंटली ही सेड दैट देयर वर अर्लियर ट्रेडिशंस इन इंडिया व्हिच हैड Is the thing though? So uh, democracy meaning like the same like, par- the uh, same like voting rights and all that. Is it participation? Like people yeah. deciding for themselves. People sort of deciding thing. for themselves. Not, not a, a monarch, like a no, not an overarching monarch kind of a situation. So what I think is Nehru and 
the constituent assembly what they did was not bring in democracy but nurtured it for us right mm. they 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 convinced the people that this is the right way for us to go because there is no better system than a democracy mm. so when he is saying sort of that obviously there is like a political tone to it you know like obviously it's being used as a political vehicle but what he might have said probably was that you know they did not bring in democracy they nurtured it sure but you know the credit also goes to the people at large and the way they convinced them to adopt this system see i think the thing with nehru was he was a decent guy i mean he's not a you know monster or anything like that of course he is not he is not to be deified which congress no obviously does no, right no, no one, one should, should be, do yeah. but he had he worked under this peer pressure his peers were just spectacular mm-hmm. and let me bring this in context i mean right now who are the peers of our politicians whom we like to uh, you know put on a pedestal no one mm. right so there is no peer pressure there is no no, no nothing that my god what would he think and it's oh. strange how it lasted about 30 years because indira gandhi was under no obligation to hold elections after uh, you know once the emergency was on mm. right i mean dictators don't do that she did it because she was taunted by people you know by people who were her uh, you know nehru's contemporary and she was a my god what am i doing my legacy so you know these this peer pressure is the one that has now escaped us and you know we just work in isolation extreme selfishness without bothering that what would others think about us you know mm. and that's that's the change okay. that has come in our politics yes anand you were saying yeah two three points uh, first it would be very undemocratic to credit one person for survival of democracy mm. yeah that's so, true so uh, and uh, indians would not like to credit something that equally contributed to it was the uh, 1861 onwards the progressive uh, march towards uh, what you can say token democracy under british rule so a uh, congress as a system from 1885 so it had say participation in executive councils the government of india act True. so uh, it had what you can say a dress rehearsal mm. in a kind of electoral Quasi. politics yeah. so uh, nehru's contribution is more magnified because of what happened to 19 in uh, the decolonized countries in 1950s and mm. 60s now with decolonization a lot of countries got freedom in 1950s and 60s and turned military dictatorships now in that context nehru's role is more magnified but what is missed there is that those countries didn't have the same kind of democratic grounding that pre british india had congress uh, with whatever limited democracy it had with uh, means uh, the participation in legislative councils it, it had a grounding in democratic politics plus let's so, also if i may finally just very quickly make this point you see democracies more often than not turn to dictatorships when the army comes in right so it's yeah. not just upon the uh, the prime minister to uh, to say that oh we want to remain democratic if You're tomorrow not. the army general rolls in the tanks okay the prime minister would be helpless think, so there hmm. the role of indian army also has to be appreciated sure. when we had stalwarts you know 
Thimaya, Karyappa, mm. you know, all those people, they could so easily, if you look at all the decolonized countries, more often than not, it was the army that actually, that actually uh, instigated the coup and, you know, mm. uh, toppled the government. Well, I'd say the second did. is modernizer. Mm. Nehru's role as a modernizer. So, it is something that uh, Modi has also acknowledged at times. He, I, I think in 2015 in a speech, he acknowledged uh, Nehru's role in inculcating scientific temper. Same speech, mm. Constitution. Yes. Yeah. yes. So, uh, it, it is... No, some- I feel that Nehru was n- not an issue at all. He went after Nehru because just to preempt the attack which has been made on him that he's curbing the democracy. Uh, he the cow issue. The, he never speaks on those the issues which are really plaguing this country. Uh, the cow deaths. Then you have this Padmavat. So uh, so that is something that uh, which is curbing the uh, freedom of uh, an individual. Ah, so, uh, so, yep. so 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 I think the issues were these. He spoke. He yeah, said it he was Advani's it. idea. But in the context... Whose <laughs> <laughs> idea? Advani's. Advani's idea, yeah. 98 uh, or something. Oh, we'll like talk that. about it. But yeah. I have a one, one very... But he has spoken against... One uh, question for the panel. Adhar yes. when he wasn't the Prime Minister. When he says, Congress ne saat saal mein kuch nahi kiya. Can we little talk a little about that, about how that is not true? <laughs> and like, why does he say that? And wh- what is the kind of message he wants to sort of give out there? It's basically to say that I have time. You have given me 60 years, I have been 4 years. Give me 4 more years, he 5 more years. changed that since 2013. But I think the, the messaging campaigning. is electoral to say that, boss, I need time. You give them 60 years, give me like 15 more years and then I'll be able to do so. In it's fact, also like a scapegoat. It's boring, I think the electioneering has started yeah. Yeah. inside and outside the parliament. But that's my God, if elections are to happen this year, it's going to be crazy. I, it's gonna I be, have a feeling that they will. Yeah, that's what most they people are saying. Might, the budget yeah. also kind of indicated yeah. that it may just yeah. be. So I'm going to go to a quick letter and then we'll get yeah. back to a uh, topic. Uh, this is by Abhishek. Hi all, I am an Aam Admi who supports BJP. I'm a big fan of your work and the diverse views I get on the panel. I had my views on simultaneous election in India. I like the idea. My reason below. Politicians can take more tougher actions without trying to make some caste religion happy. The planning will be more long term for the country rather than policies which are introduced to win an election. We can have different ways of conducting the election. First, we can start having all municipal, panchayat and state elections together as a pilot test and we see how it works. Second, we can have state elections in two phases. One in 2019 and another semi-year and continue with this as this will bring check to policy. As you, as I'm reading this out, Meghna is nodding his head vigorously saying no. But yeah, we had this long discussion on simultaneous elections, which I think may just happen um, what, What's the person? I'm sorry. Abhishek. Abhishek. Um, Abhishek, I would recommend, I think he has taken this idea from the Niti Aayog paper. So I recommend you go and read it because it says exactly what he's saying. I think Anand also wants to talk about simultaneous elections you said earlier. I, I'm not actually for it. I mean, I've read pro and con of, uh, uh, you know, the whole thing. The, the whole point is we are essentially very emotional people. Yeah. All right. And we know that that uh, when a major tragedy happens, like uh, Indira Gandhi was uh, murdered, uh, Rajiv Gandhi got 430-odd seats, right? I mean, a total newcomer coming in. And, you know, that happens. When Rajiv Gandhi was murdered... No one was expecting Congress to win. But Narsimha Rao uh, came up with a, uh, you know, uh, won it. And we have also seen that uh, unlike what people may expect, that state elections should be won or lost on state issues. Uh, a lot of pilferage happens in the sense that, you know, national issues decide the state elections and people are, it's all a very uh, hodgepodge kind of a stuff. So if you hold all the elections, state and national elections in, on one day, 
you know, if some untoward stuff happens or some, I don't know, whatever happens, everything can actually sweep to just one party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, right? any, go, so, any, I don't know. Initially, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think after two or three elections, people will understand. Uh, I think these... Itch- I personally feel uh, if if it can really save us lots of money, which is our money, the public money, you know, that they spend on the election. So if if the, if, if the if the country can save a lot of money, why not? First so of all, to hold the elections, you require I the paramilitary forces to... Yeah, we discussed yeah, we this as length. No, just 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 no, but, but anyway, finish your there. point and then we... Yeah. No, 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 it's fine. I, I didn't realize that. He wasn't there. I wasn't here, so I didn't realize. No, no, please. But would you like to finish that point? No, okay. Something about sunken cost fallacy, though. You know, like just spending money on uh, like whether it's a good idea to save money or spend money. You have to also think about in the future generations, how much will we actually spend and how much we will save? Because with Aadhaar also, for example, they're saying there's one argument that, you know, if you scrap the whole project, uh, all the money that we have spent on the Aadhaar project will go waste, right? But then you're not considering the 50 generations that come afterwards and the cost that they have to... No, that's... uh, Aadhaar is a different issue. Here, uh, we already have have something uh, in place. Now, we want to experiment with another idea. What the idea is? The idea is holding all the elections together. You know, so... He's right that initially, I mean, people are going to confuse between state and right. national uh, right. so I'm, issues. I'm sorry, I'm anyway, so we've, yeah. we've, since we've discussed this, we'll move on to yeah. the next topic, which is, uh, what do you want to go with? Uh, uh, Amit Shah! Amit Shah's speech, another speech you want to discuss? I mean, that speech wasn't, uh, was it worth discussing? The, Just some pakoda, pakoda jai bhi made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, WhatsApp I mean, is now was... full of pakoda messages, by the way. Like, that was justifying a... uh, the pakoda remark, like, I got, like, a few amazing ones, if you don't mind me bringing them up. Um, so, the, the whole point of the pakoda analogy, I think we can discuss that at least, is that um, self-employment, right? So, I mean... Since Modi has not been able to create jobs because of many reasons, NPAs, you know, credit is stuck, Make in India is not working, whatever, whatever. Now he's basically trying to justify it saying, oh, but, you know, there are people who are running their own business, which is like a pakoda business. So, so you don't that like pakoda? that 7 million jobs created there, uh, through the uh, employer? The, the mudra? Uh, no, not the mudra. I mean, setting aside the mudra yeah, thing, which the yeah, government yeah. was saying, yeah. we have created jobs because of yeah, mudra. yeah. The other, I am Ahmedabad, uh, I am Bangalore professor and uh, one of the, they came up with this report mm-hmm. say, looking at the uh, the Provident Fund yeah, yeah. and uh, saying that 7 million uh, regular or uh, what do you call them, regulated jobs. So the Jobs in the organized sector? Organized sector. Yeah. In the organized sector, 7 million jobs have been created. You've, you uh, don't so agree I, with I've that? I've read that, I've hmm. read that, uh, but what I think is, it was not people having more jobs. I think it was just people getting PF, getting into the PF system. Mm, that's and so there are dormant- by a rebuttal. So what happened was they came up with this report and then Jairam Ramesh and uh, Praveen Chakravarti, who's joined the Congress party as the this Pro- thing. Anyway, so they later. wrote a rebuttal to that. And the original professors, they wrote a rebuttal to that. So they're like three pieces. And oh, uh, I read the first one. I yeah. didn't read the next right. two so, ones. So yeah. they have rebutted all the rebuttals that Jairam Ramesh made to that. So it's all... But I think the pakoda thing was... 
started with that Sudhir yeah, Chaudhary interview, right? Yeah, it was just a... It's a giant, it's it was a, a stupid giant, analogy. but now, of course, uh, it also catches on. I think these phrases also, like, I think yes. now even BJP wants to yeah. milk it. Ki. Like, jumla yeah. and wala, they milk to their benefit. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to milk the pakoda thing also. I mean, for example, benefit. do you honestly believe that Modi, yeah. when he said, Achhe din aane wale hain, achhe din aayenge. You know, but that phrase just caught on. Many people did. Now the narrative is, I mean, all all other parties other than BJP, they are anti pakoda wallas. Yeah, they, they yeah, dislike, they dislike yeah. pakoda wallas. Yeah. This is the narrative which has. It's the thing with us or against us. Also, because Chitambaram said, na, he's like beggars. He made a. Amitsha's comment was on Chitambaram. Yeah. So, so metaphorical use of elitist but fucks. I have to say this. No, seriously, it. Pisses me off. Making Marie up for Jan- Abhinandan there. Mani Shankar Iyer, Mr. Chidambaram or whatever, I, please don't sue me. But, uh, you know, all of these people, they just inadvertently end up saying like racist, casteist, weird, you know, elitist things. Just, it just comes elite. out. <laughs> and just like, Talking of Chidambaram, today uh, Gopi has a scoop, which is that uh, the CBI, uh, no, the ED, when they raided Chidambaram's house, they found um, um, a top secret or whatever the the report that was to be submitted, CBI report that was to be submitted to the Supreme Court in Chidambaram's bedroom. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a okay, big story. Okay, anyway, we're going to move on to something else now. We'll uh, Why don't we discuss Ankit Saxena's murder? Yeah. That got a lot yeah. of... Uh, so, this happened last week. I think it happened in the... Uh, it happened last, last week. Last week, yeah. Over the weekend, I last think, week. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, uh, the 23-year-old boy who's a photographer, he was uh, in a relationship with a girl uh, from a, who's Muslim. And um, this boy uh, was murdered by her family in front of everyone. Uh, they slit his throat. Some people in the beginning, I mean, there were some reports of beheading and all that in the beginning. But basically, they slit his throat. And that uh, got a lot of people talking. There was a lot of... Um, some people felt that it didn't get the sort of coverage that it should just because the killers are Muslims. So there was this whole, oh, is this a hate crime? Is this an honor crime? Are we being soft here because uh, the perpetrators here happen to be Muslim? So those are the sort of conversations happening around it. And Ankit Saxena's father himself came out and gave uh, a bite to, uh, he spoke to the BJP uh, leader Manoj Tiwari, but he also spoke to the press saying that I'm, I don't want to communalize this issue and I mm. want... Uh, I just want justice. Uh, my personal view in this is that I think an absolute case example has to be made out of such murders. It's, uh, it is just criminal that people can just come in between two people who love each other and just kill them. I think in this case, there's not even a need. This has to be fast-tracked because it's clear that they murdered. There's enough eyewitnesses. There's enough people who know. There's CCTV footages. There's really no... This is really an open and shut case as they come when it comes to crime. It has to be fast-tracked and strictest of punishments. I would personally say... Uh, I mean, because there have been so many cases... I remember two years ago, similar case again where the girl was murdered by mm. her own family because she was in love with, again, someone from a different caste. And I don't know. And most of these cases go nowhere. There was a journalist, in fact, one of my colleagues. Um, and she was from Jharkhand. She was in a relationship with a boy in Delhi. She was murdered by her own family, a journalist. She went back to her house and her mother, her father, they were all accused. And again, what happens in these cases is the boy is slapped with a case for abetment of suicide because they're in a relationship mm. or whatever. 
there was a bill also there was supposed to be a bill that was supposed to be tackling crimes that are specific to this nature which you know involves uh, couples from different communities and uh, being murdered for just wanting to be together i don't know what happened to that bill there was an honor killing bill or something like that pakistan has one we don't have one but it's just it's horrifying. just horrifying and there has to be an absolute no, example made of one thing like i don't fast know track can can justice. someone clarify but, this uh, but I didn't read any newspaper reports which actually said that it was because Hindu Muslim tha. I everyone every newspaper report I said was that they had an argument and that is it. I mean like No no no. They no. were dubbing it as uh, the honor honor killing right. the newspaper uh, reportage. But I so I also personally feel it's a cold blooded murder. Yeah. Let's stop calling it honor or whatever. I mean and and it should be fast track. Right? I think I, I, the sequence of events was that the girl uh, No obviously it's because no, he's hindu but, is uh, why the girl the hindu had reported that the girl said that uh, he was murdered because he was from a different community yeah yeah oh, absolutely okay. i don't yeah. think there's yeah. I, i don't think there was a confusion about it. he was absolutely okay. murdered because he's hindu No, I and, read like uh, three reports with different community that, different community yeah, love yeah, because okay. i don't see any other reason okay, fair, for fair, fair. Unless until his, uh, no, I think it was very clear. But the girl also said so, like Anand said. Anand, there is Hindu report. Afterwards, when no, the father came out, I am all for uh, crimes being treated as citizen versus citizen. I have written on it. Uh, I have written repeatedly on it. But uh, would you dub this a hate crime and honor crime? Uh, so, uh, How you? Uh, but uh, this kind of angles come because of selectivity. Because uh, such uh, cases uh, in a different context are dubbed like that. So uh, it uh, at first glance, I would say it okay. It's a citizen versus citizen crime. But uh, media does a disservice by. profiling such cases as communal crimes uh, in the you have to see But the uh, see the precedents also mm-hmm. uh, so first uh, um, second is media has a very strange relationship with the statements of uh, brothers and fathers so whatever is convenient for its narrative it takes a brother's statement okay f- it fits my narrative take it sisters uh, it's not fitting my narrative so that is also a case it has a very but in this con- case conven- were there convenient really yes like the girl's statement was not very much uh, uh, taken no apart from hindu it was not very much highlighted anyway so uh, it may have means uh, in uh, some sections of english paper they missed uh, girl's statement uh, apart from the first report that the hindu filed and uh, started playing other statements which is good which is okay no no i think the statement wasn't ignored only thing is the paper were a little cautious so that there is no another communal tension okay that was the reason i Otherwise, said it i said uh-huh. it was good uh-huh. Uh-huh. it was I good i said uh-huh. I, i said it was good but uh, it, if you <laughs> extend it to let's say other cases for uh-huh. example but, in just loya's case uh-huh. uh people were not really uh, prepared to believe the son uh-huh, because in other cases or say say many alleged love jihad cases the reasons. girl's statement becomes very important but here the girl's statement was not very important uh, for some but love is, no no it is, is, is so so uh, 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 th- that is one of the cases uh, uh, in ideal situation i would like to see it as a citizen killing another citizen mm. but uh, the selectivity of it makes it a uh, uh, subject for critical scrutiny as you I also am, sorry no. no i mean the other thing of course as horrific the crime this is let's remember that the uh, 
the uh, incredible coverage that it garnered for about four or five days, hmm. there are seventy thousand communal uh, attacks that happen every year, right? Uh, last year was sixty-five thousand. This year, seventy thousand. Okay, and during the time that people were talking about Ankit, there have been so many other instances that have already happened. Okay, of Hindu mobs, of Muslim mobs against tribals. Then there is another one. Uh, you know, so many cases. And I think uh, you know because this happened right in Delhi. Mm. Uh, you know the edit, uh, the journalists who are all Delhi based. You know they they no, were no, talking the continuously. Way, no, talking Anand, that's the way it happens. West mm. Delhi. If it is, if if uh, there are twenty uh, crimes happening, you don't have the kind of uh, I mean bandwidth. No, no bandwidth. You the newspaper cannot carry all the ten. Yeah. Uh, you know, so so they have to pick up the one which is more appealing. To the sensibilities of uh, you know uh, their it readers, leads, what it, it leads, what it I does think. is that you know the next sentence, the first is always the crime that is reported. Mm. The next sentence inevitably is, "My God, what's happening to this damn country?" Yeah. Okay. Now, when millions of people start thinking and believing that, okay, then you really might you know uh, dismiss all the previous seventy thousand or sixty thousand odd instances of across communities that may be happening. You know, it has, so that is always a danger of hyping up, picking up just one thing no, and talking about it endlessly. It had nothing to do with the administration or the police policing. This was clearly a, uh, done for the societal reasons. But I would, I would just coming back to Anand Vardhan's point of looking at it as a citizen versus citizen crime. I think if we do that, then there are some some crimes. I mean, this crime has a context of patriarchy. And um, othering of another community. Obviously, mm. I mean the fact that this guy is Hindu and how dare my daughter be with a Hindu, that is central to it. And if we don't highlight that or talk about that, then we'll never get out of this, you know, rut of uh, yes, not allowing yes. women to some, have you some know? deserve. So some, there has to be a sociological cut uh, uh, communal cases. It may qualify as one, mm. uh, but there are many which not qualify as such. Yeah. And, and uh, also, if there is a sense sense in society, say love jihad. Love jihad was the primary allegation of a Christian family, not a Hindu family in Kerala. And before that, there has been a question, um, series of even BBC has done that uh, grooming series yeah. in Rotherham. UK. Mm. UK grooming series so it, something is not just uh, uh, in the air and you pluck it and say so there is a sensibility so uh, j- just uh, you say just debunking case by case things uh, uh, does not uh, do justice to f- say 10 other cases where the grievances of a family must be genuine mm. so that is one thing Plus, okay. I think, uh, you know, like I think Aarti, if you remember hmm. Manisha, she also talked about patriarchy. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I was in two minds. I mean, I read her piece, which was fairly balanced, uh, okay. as opposed to her tweet that okay. garnered a lot of, uh, yeah, you know, enthusiasm from the uh, the readers, as, <laughs> usually, as is the case on Twitter. But uh, you see, the, the, uh, the girl's mother hmm. was equally... Uh, in fact, she took part in the crime. You see, so so maybe she she has imbibed this quote unquote yeah, yeah, patriarchy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to call it then. She imbibed. But, but women do. Women are indoctrinated. indoctrinated. And a lot of it is to do with religion as well. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, let's not forget that. So uh, no, it's uh, it's 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 in women, both. 
Muslim and Hindu. No, like mm. I said, my the indoctrination um, it happened. My it happens colleague, right in my family. My journalist I've colleague who was my father indoctrinating my mother. <laughs> so the yes, wow. No, but my that. journalist colleague who I was talking about who was murdered, this is a mother along with the brother. So I think women perpetuate patriarchy. Like they're yeah. also the they're also big perpetuators of patriarchy. And so I I mean I. I'd say it's a hate crime, though. I think, like, at the end of it, it is hate towards another community. That it's an it is a hate crime driven by patriarchy, maybe, but it is that you you hate the idea of this person being in your family so much that you, you know, similar case that again a very gory case that happened in Tamil Nadu where this um, Dalit groom was yeah, murdered was by his. By the way, the and the court set a great example. They put out, they punished them, gave them life imprisonment. They had a very strong order, and I think that's what will be a deterrent, like strong, quick action. By the way, the two families knew each other. They had yeah. been going to yes, yeah. and, the he, boy he, and oh, I didn't know. That. Yes, yeah. oh, yeah, I read other. that that they were they, knew they all each used to call other each other, and in that uh, they knew they were dating also. Yes, yeah, they are. I think three hundred Hindus and fifty. No, they changed their locality once they got to know they were dating. Okay. Plus, so the, the girls, the girls' cousin has been excommunicated by this family when they got to know that the cousin also was dating uh, a Hindu was, guy. Yeah, 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 so yeah, it's yeah. largely to do with religion, but mm. of course, patriarchy has a role to play with it. Mm. But Manisha, I'm not very sure. In our country, you see, there's a lot of passionate, emotional people driven a lot by religion across religions. Whether a deterrent in the form of punishment would do anything. I mean, if, if something is written in unequivocally in a religious text, uh, you follow it. You know, I mean, that's that's the no, you can call it whatever you may. But that's the may. best we have, like in a civilized modern country. That the law is what sets it. the example. I mean, with progress, I suppose you can. No, it's already changing. It's not true. Like there are inter, there are couples that intermarry. There are Muslims who marry Hindus, Hindus who marry Muslim. There are intercaste marriages also happening. So are there are increasing. a lot of young people are who are. Are the interreligious marriages increasing? That's what I'm, I would I'm, like to know. I think have there would data. be. I think there would be a trend but which suggests. Shouldn't we have increasing. the data because they actually can marry legally? Through the marriage act, special right? marriage act, special yeah. marriage act. So we should know how no, no, many cases. I'm sure we do. Special marriage act. With the special marriage act, um, I know this for a fact that you don't have to declare your religion there. Anand, oh, you don't. Okay. I know one such marriage which has happened just a month ago, where uh, the 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 girl's family was not accepting it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they first went to the courts. They were so they did it in such a hush hush manner. So God knows how you're going to get this data here. No, no, this data will happen. I think. Let me. Let me. Let me. Uh, I know uh, caste data. Hai. Very few number of people are marrying within. I mean, intra caste. Yeah. But it is still increasing. See what, what you say. You need not declare the religion. That's not important to me. The moment somebody has gotten married with the Special Marriages Act, that data is enough to at least tell me that yes, at least such cases are increasing. So here's I the thing: I don't want to know whether they're Hindus or no. Muslims or Sikhs. Or Absolutely, or but no. But here's the thing, right? With the Special Marriage, as as far as I know, yeah, interesting. Again, as, far as, I, as far sure as I have read, uh, for example, if I want to get married to a Hindu girl, I do not have to go by the Hindu Marriage Act. I can go by the special marriage yeah. act because I think that you know yeah. I don't want to get married by you know the Hindu traditions or whatever it is. So even if I'm a Hindu marrying a Hindu, oh, I, I can go by oh, the special marriage really? act. Yeah. But how many people do that? That again, that is something okay. we'll have to find out. Yeah. But so, uh, as far true. as I know, it this could is, be spiked by yeah. uh, noise because yeah. it's like progressive people. They do mm. not want to say go by a particular religion. Like an act which is made by for a particular religion, they might want to go with a special marriage act. So, mm. okay, I'm going to get to another letter and then we talk about something else. Uh, this is by Tushar. Hi, Abhinandan. Four things. 
Udayan M. Didn't the government do exactly what Udayan thought they wouldn't? In the Indian Express article you, rec- you recommended to us in the la- Udayan Mukherjee is the he was he used to work with the business channel big stock market mm-hmm. whatever and he wrote that piece before the budget saying that modi is hindutva for the poor and uh, um, money for the rich so uh, in the indian express article you recommended to us in the last podcast that is introduce ltcg and also healthcare which in my mind is a good step to reduce inequality and transfer wealth from the haves to the have not not judging but did you recommend this article just because you read a headline that associates bjp with hindutva <laughs> from one of your favorites udayan I don't think Udyan is favorite though. Even though the article completely falls flat on its face, given that Jaitley did the exact opposite in the budget, did I miss anything? That's true though. That article didn't really hmm. stand up to what really happened in the budget. So it was really circulated a lot before. NL Sena, I'm ready to support NL Sena project. If you guys are ready to carry the baton from caravan and do a follow-up story on Justice Loya based on the press conference held by the Congress that oh. was mentioned in the last podcast. Okay, noted. Three gajar parathas. <laughs> I'm a punju from Delhi, so you can trust me to love my gobi, muli, aloo, methi parantas, especially with fresh white butter. That's aha, it's lovely. My nani, who's more uh, used to make gajar parot. Oh, so there's actually someone gajar parantas is a thing. Abhinandan cracks his joke about Amit Shah liking gajar paranta, but it's a thing. I love gajar parantha. Methi, methi gajar muli. I've had all of those. Really, plain gajar. Methi ka makki wala with white makkan. Yeah, white white makki wala makki ka parantha. As a child, when I first heard about gajar paranta, they sounded gross, just like they do to you, unless you just like disagreeing with our honourable BJP president. But listen, <laughs> this is coming from a Punjabi who loves his parantas. If you make the gajar masala with the right spices, red and green chilies and dhania, the parantas are pretty yum. Agreed. Oh, this I must pass this to Abhinandan. You should I know that. I had it in Amritsar, I think. Gajar paranta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Gajar paratha. Okay, <laughs> you guys are doing a great job, but high time to change your marketing slogan. Angres apna lagan on news laundry apna hafta blah blah blah. Watch this talk from Simon Sinek, which can give you some ideas on how best to reach out to your kind of audience. Again, I'm in no place to suggest a change in your marketing mechanism, but just too bored hearing the same Angres apna lagan slogan. Cheers. Thank you. Good luck. Okay, thank you so much. Um, that's a very sweet letter, and I'll I'll definitely pass on the Gajar paratha bit to Abhinandan. Uh, what do we discuss next? What do we have? Um, Who can shed light on the Rafael deal? Anand. <laughs> no? Anand. No, no, in fact. No? No, I'll, uh, you know, I'm, in fact, we, uh, there a lot of stuff that has been said. And yesterday, I think I was. Um, Is it a scam or not? I want to know. Yeah. I don't know enough to comment on it, but mm. I, it doesn't look to me because, okay. I mean, three or four people who I probably trust, trust mm. very well on defense matters, I think Panupabi. Um, Abhijit Ayer Mitra who actually came up with three or four uh, pretty decent uh, revelations yesterday and uh, Nitin Gokhale all three of them are uh, you know are saying this is not a scam so just for the benefit of our audience can you just tell us a little bit yeah, about so, the scam and why you think it yeah, doesn't so, seem like one yeah so the, uh, so the three things that uh, Abhijit Ayer Mitra who writes for I think ORF and uh, ET and things of that sort and who's who uh, speaks on defense matters of little what I know, I mean, he said that the... So the first case was that uh, why are you keeping it a secret? That's what the Congress was saying, that uh, uh, why why should the uh, the price negotiations and the price, why should it be uh, not made public? Because the government said we're going to keep it a secret. Now, it's all very well. Uh, it's justified to an extent because Nirmila Sitaraman, maybe because she had just joined the ministry, she was doing and she said, oh, we're going to declare it. 
at least that's what the ET court quotes are saying. Now she's saying we keep it a secret. But uh, what Ayer disclosed that Anthony on many occasions had actually not disclosed the price negotiations because you get the government, it's a government versus government thing, you get into a clause where you're not supposed to disclose the thing. So that is out of the window. The second thing was the price escalation that the Congress was saying, how come the prices have escalated so much that you've struck a deal now? Uh, so there he came up with all the three uh, instances from 2010 onwards uh, to 2012 and so on and so forth, where the prices had escalated first 50% uh, during the UPA and then by 200% again during the UPA. So uh, these two are the things that, uh, you know, make us believe that there is no scam. Of course, there is the usual uh, uh, lethargy on the base, you know, on, on, on the government's this thing, but maybe no, no, uh, Raman no, would I, be no, able to... I also to, don't know much about it, mm. but, uh, but the issues that have been raised, I would not like to rule out a scam or no scam. I won't call it a scam at all because I don't have the facts with me. Only thing is some people have pointed out the circumstantial uh, thingy like uh, the Rafael deal was once I think suspended mm -hmm. uh, when uh, then uh, the Ambani defense comes into being yeah then it is revived Rafael deal was revived after that so and now Ambani uh, is uh, how they are involved I don't have an idea mm. so so this is something which we need to uh, you know do a lot of research and investigate yeah. So I think calling something a scam, uh, yeah. at least. I mean, I mean only on the, at least so, to be fair, only Congress is calling it scam. Uh, no one's so, really reporting. Uh, and Congress are here. I mean, the Congress should be the last party to you know question ki how the prices have been escalated. Every project that the Congress has started, the prices have always whether it's a dam or mm. whether it's a defense deal. I mean, prices have always escalated. It's like delay, delay, escalate, delay, uh, delay, escalate. escalate. Also, uh, so, it was inked in 2008. Hmm. And uh, NDA government, uh, after a lot of thought, revived it. It was also th thinking of uh, scrapping it, but revived it. So, today, Ministry of Defense has come up with an official statement uh, giving one reason for not stating the price is that if you we can give approximate price and that is the uh, because uh, stating the precise price may also give out uh, may also compromise the strategic thing because uh, uh, it may disclose its capability because mm -hmm. in defense market if you buy something at a particular price yeah. it also reveals its capability yeah. mm. so it's uh, any additions yeah. or uh, you yes. know uh, yeah. so so it's also a strategic decision. So uh, two hours ago, I read the uh, Ministry of Defense statement saying that. Okay. So what do you want to talk about next, Meghnad? I think we should start talking about the changes being made in the finance bill this okay. year. Okay. Because there's a very interesting story about that. So um, uh, just for our audience, could you uh, just yeah, give us a little context? Some context about that first, right? Um, so it's a long story. Eh? Uh, Cut it short. <laughs> yeah, I'll cut it short. Uh, I just did a video about it today, so it'll be out soon. So, you know, context the The basic thing is that the BJP government has changed the FCRA Act to allow FCRA foreign... Is? FCRA is Foreign Contribution Regulation Act, which defines foreign companies. Earlier, political parties were not allowed to take donations from foreign, foreign companies. companies. Now, the act has been amended to allow majority... Uh, like, if, if the shareholding majority is Indian, 
but you know there is a part of foreign money there so 4950 5149 yeah. types thing hmm. so they are not considered foreign companies anymore so fcra act was amended back in 2016 right but the interesting thing they did was they amended it retrospectively from 2010 right the reason for that was that because both congress and bjp had taken money from vedanta which is a foreign company oh. so delhi high court had pulled them up Oh, and convicted, days convicted before, them. Yeah, not pulled days them up. Be- convicted. Ten days before the elections, they were like, "Inko disqualify kar do." Before the 2014 general elections, hmm. and then a stay was uh, brought in. The, it went to Supreme Court. Supreme Court was going to consider it in September so 2016. So they just amended that retrospectively. So right before <laughs> the case was being heard in Supreme Court, they amended this act. Then Congress and BJP both go to the Supreme Court together hmm. against the Association of Democratic Reforms, and oh. they say that now the law change has been made. Now they have to remove it. So Supreme Court is like, "Yeah, law has been changed." So now what they are doing this year is worse. पहले 2010 किया था सो सिक्स इयर्स का रेट्रोस्पेक्टिव नाउ दे आर डूइंग इट फ्रॉम 1976 ऑनवर्ड्स ऑगस्ट 10 व्हाट द डे द डे एफसीआरए एक्ट केम इनटू बी सो दिस इज अमेजिंग एंड दिस रेयरली गॉट एनी कवरेज एट लीस्ट ऑन प्राइम टाइम एंड ऑल आई आई मीन फॉरगेट प्राइम टाइम टू गेट डोंट बट नॉट इवन फ्रंट पेज इज इट दिस इज अ क्लियर कट केस ऑफ करप्शन एज आई बिकॉज़ यू नो एंड द यू सी द फनी थिंग इज वन डजंट माइंड वन कैन डिबेट whether it is all right to amend the FCRA act mm. going forward yeah. mm. you can Absolutely. have two views about it that's not a problem mm. we are progressing 4958 jo bhi 51% right. jo bhi aap keh lo but to amend it retrospectively that to 97 is a clear cut case of corruption 42 years <laughs> go still even that is not important emergency <laughs> tak pahunch gaye <laughs> and we all know during dictatorship what kind of schemes were going yeah, on yeah, you know yeah. people were playing for party donations and funds and all that So wow. I mean this and, is and no to take his point forward actually what you said uh, so uh, Vijayata from Hindu she had interviewed Kiran Rijiju about this and asked him right so he said they are doing this because a lot of companies who have foreign shareholding want to give CSR funds in India right so exactly what you said if they would have amended it saying 2016 se CSR funds lena allowed hai that would be great i mean th- there is no problem to it why do it retrospectively that's so, the problem and the other amazing thing is the power of these guys okay is that 6 months ago the high court said because the high court had already convicted them mm. the high court asked the central government to take action against bjp and congress ie made a distinction between central government and the party Parties. bjp and the congress said within 6 months you take action against them and exactly to the day within 6 months this, yeah, fun- this, is <laughs> this amendment was done to so now high uh, high court cannot do anything yeah. this is like this is boss. crazy this, this is, is like this is the boss yeah i am the boss i am the boss swag thuglai one more interesting <laughs> thing about this is right FCRA bill like the FCRA act it comes under the home ministry they are putting it in a finance bill which comes under the finance ministry why because then it can get passed as a money bill money bill so that rajya sabha will have no say in it and you not that congress will oppose it anyway this is such an unusual case but such a uh, uh, prescient case to actually tell us yeah uh you know under what circum- which circumstances the media is silent yeah. most of the time they crying emergency emergency because the case is clear cut against bjp hmm. now when congress is involved congress is completely quiet uh, rahul gandhi has not tweeted about it no congress spokesperson is willing to talk about it and a lot of pro congress media right they are also completely silent about yeah. it so i commend the wire 
you know and i didn't really know that you had written that i always i always believe when it comes to a politician's interest all parties come together yeah. they they don't oppose each other yeah 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 uh, so no but, but, but yeah. Yeah, but the definition of foreign and indian company has in the post 1990 has always been weak yeah so it was a time to redefine it but in terms of uh, public election finance or what is election finance regime they call that uh, uh, yes so two big parties two national parties bjp and congress now uh, looking at their funding uh, means uh, the scale of funding now what kind of public morality we need to attach to that that is also uh, something to be uh, seen because uh, uh, i would not go to uh, that extent of uh, that it's very stark corruption or something but there are uh, um, i th- think someone wrote a very sympathetic piece towards these national parties <laughs> oh, yes. uh, i i yes i uh, i think it is in so, your uh, face corruption so, in your so, face. i mean so, to go uh, retrospective itself uh, yeah. is and the biggest some clue some of his arguments were convincing that so why opinion yeah. <laughs> yeah. so uh, mm, but he said that the constraints for election funding of the parties that congress and bjp are so are uh, at such uh, means uh, critical levels that uh, you need to open up these channels yeah but you can't but retrospective that that's is the what thing i'm saying problem you see if you're caught uh, if you're given fine. a speeding ticket right saying that uh, you're not supposed to go more than 60 miles an hour Yeah, I mean, is it all? So you, you know, you violated this law. Now the parliament can go. Oh, retrospectively, let's make it like you know, eighty miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, that. And then yeah, take care of all. It's uncanny how so many politicians do this retrospect. And you know, just case in mind is this uh, AAP government. Hmm. So they appointed all these uh, parliamentary sekis. Okay, then they realize, arey arey, to garbo doge boss. So then they tried to you know amend it retrospectively. Yeah. So this retrospective thing is the. Uh, the vodafone deal yeah vodafone deal vodafone yeah. deal yeah yeah and here's the thing right i mean um what what uh, taking forward what i think anand said this is a thing about lobbying like purely because vedanta had given money to both bjp and congress because they were hedging their bets right they want whoever comes to power will make policies in their favor right i want to ask this question and very seriously why don't we allow lobbying why isn't it legal and why isn't so. it transparent yeah. like it is in the states right yeah why isn't make it transparent? transparent and make it yeah make it like yeah, let them pay taxes like let let being a lobbyist should just be a thing yeah i mean and i i'm i'm okay with it i mean i'm okay with it as long as it's transparent, transparent. everybody knows that say this party is sponsored by this particular whatever foreign not foreign whatever company mm. uh, the other thing is you know um vedanta is very stark in all of these you know cases uh, they have donated through subsidiaries they have donated through you know whatever trusts trust, trust. etc mm. they have they've done it for a while right um they have given it to regional parties as well because vedanta's main Obviously, business is coal Orisa, steel everything yeah. right so they have donated across the board so It, the the action that could have been taken would have been taken against multiple parties for breaking the FCRA rule, mm. right? Uh, there's this Starlight um, subsidiary, Starlight, which was also connected to Robert Wadra. So there's like a murky, mm. very very murky sort Sky, of Skylight. Skylight, Skylight. Sorry. So there's like this very murky sort of network that is there, 
and it's just bizarre that you know it, this is just one reason why i do not differentiate between congress and bjp because that's why i feel that when it comes to like mutual interest they're all and the same and this is let me repeat ad infinitum what i have been saying for the last 3 4 years that this is one reason why njac i oppose it all right hmm. the changes because just imagine you see out here the high court having convicted these political parties and saying i give you 6 months yeah. to bloody punish them yeah. now you change the law now what the government is trying to do now here you know oppose the collegium system and trying to get Their you know it to yeah. appoint the judges as well that will be the end of uh, uh, you know any possible uh, opposition hmm. or criticism you may have of a future government you know this is a clear cut case Okay, on that somber note, I'm going to read one last letter, and then we can have our uh, recommendations ready. Yeah. And uh, suggest to our readers what we should listen or watch through the weekend. So, dear NL, this is by Navneet. Dear NL team, I'm a subscriber for two years now, and I'm writing my first letter. So, I hope this will be included. This is specifically addressed to you, actually, Anand, and we didn't read it out last time because you weren't here. Uh, I was deeply saddened by Professor Ranganathan's lack of science communication skills. Keeping, I have. I will pronounce certain words here, <laughs> which I will not pronounce correctly because I have no idea what this letter is about. Because I suck at science, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> keeping his enthusiasm aside, I cringed as he quoted genome sequencing and sequencing and ribosomes as proofs of Darwinian evolution. Ribosomes. Could, ribosomes, as proof of Darwinian evolution. I could sense that the panel kept quiet out of respect rather than an affirmation of his views. Uh, if you would allow me, I would like to quickly clarify why Mr. Singh's comments are so wrong. Mr. Singh being, I think, the guy who Satyapal mm. Singh, the guy who said monkeys don't turn into Dekha men. Jungle. Ha. Firstly, evolution of organisms does not take place by morphing of adult forms, that is, monkeys into man. Rather, evolution takes place at the developmental stages. For example, the evolution of the peppered moth, Bison betularia, into a melanic form occurred by a dark caterpillar form. Secondly, humans and apes share a common ancestor and have not directly evolved from them. This statement can be traced to the Bishop Wilberforce of Oxford who debated against Thomas Huxley in 1860. It is a sad comment on the minister's ability to read history of science. I, okay, so where is the yeah, where question is the with the where is the question with <laughs> That's what I was like. Where's the question to ask? Okay, anyway, I found Mr. An Vardhan's attempt to bring parity to the discussion problematic. Every sadak shop oh, comment. Oh, he's talking of Anand Vardhan, not Anand Ranganathan. But he said Professor Ranganathan. He didn't agree with you. I think saying that genome Darwin. sequencing and ribosomes are proof of Darwinian evolution. Well. I mean, That's what he is. Said. He is free to his views, but uh, you know, it's not my view. <laughs> This has been uh, strengthened by science over the last twenty years. But anyway, okay. okay. I also found Mr. Vardhan's attempt to bring parity to discussion problematic. Every sadak shop comment, such as Mr. Singh's, cannot be taken as valid criticism. Also, because he is not beaten up by science rakshaks. Uh, if he indeed believes in his views, he needs to put out a carefully considered response. Ultimately, it is but a dog whistle aimed at anti-science sections of society. That's okay. why I do agree. I, okay, okay, okay. So, but anyway, um, yeah. I'll just finish and then you respond. I would like to take this chance to congratulate you on the good work on nearing three years of Hafta. The new NL Charcha is fantastic addition, and I did like to listen to Mr. Chaurasi and Mr. Bhadwaj. Keep rocking, Jai Jawan, Jai Kisan, Jai Vigyan. Yes. Okay. I have a lot of sympathy for politicians who say they are misquoted. <laughs> 
तेजो महलिया थिंग ऑल्सो दिस टाइम क्वाइट फनी Uh, Mr. Vinay Kattiar said, "Oh, Tadi. we haven't discussed that of who we have uh, actually seen Vinay progress Kattiar. from human to <laughs> becoming <laughs> a monkey. monkey. So I without think, going to the jungle. एक तो I don't know how, but Vinay Kattiar के आसपास हमेशा एक एनआई वाला घूम रहा होता है. Every other yeah, day, I, that, he gives yeah. us some weird. So I think it's a strategy now to just like you know get him and to that, say something that ridiculous. Amu, that Karni Sena person. Election, election is scheduled. Yeah, April. Ah." So we've just been informed that actually his Rajya Rajya Sabha re-election is. I don't think he will get. Will he? Or oh, he may just. Anybody can get. But anyway, so he first made a statement that <laughs> Taj Mahal is Tejo Mahal, which is actually really. I have heard a lot about this. It's about the first Shiv Mandir. It's a historian called. Yeah. Oh, uh, don't call him oh, a historian. No, no, no. P N O. Not P-N-O. him. There was a historian. Okay. Quote and quote. Yeah. Well, I mean, if Ram Guha can be a historian, then no, who no, calls it? No, no. Not P N O. Ram Guha, yeah. Burn. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Burn. P N O would be offended. Yeah, but you know. So oh ho. So Oak said this Tejo Mahalia, which is crap, and it has been proven. And he but also so said he believe. also said Christianity is Krishna Niti. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Amazed, and Christ amazed. and Bethlehem is actually a Hindu pilgrimage site. Yeah. Yo, take that. Yeah. There so, is also uh, an aerial view of Vatican. That can I? Can I? Which is Vatican? Can I go on a tangent and talk no, no, about wait, something? No, no, wait. So, uh, amazing. Just second thing yeah. that he said was oh, yeah, that okay. uh, Muslims should be shunted out. This was actually in response to Uvesi, who also said something very stupid. Yeah. He said anyone who calls an Indian Muslim a Pakistani should be jailed, 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 which yeah. is ridiculous. I mean, dude, there are better ways to deal with. people who shit, yeah. call you pakistani yes. <laughs> and to this katyar uh, so ani wale went ki aap kya uska response hai he said ki why bring such a law we should bring a law to punish people who don't support vande <laughs> matram so it's actually competitive buffoonery yeah, you yeah. know someone says something and the other person says something but yeah any thoughts on tejo mahalia and vinay katyar Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's worth commenting on, honestly. Tejo, it's you know some of these. So let me say when Anand Vardhan was talking about falsifications are necessary in yeah. science. <laughs> falsifications in history are I I wouldn't say are necessary, but they provide untold enjoyment. You know, I yeah. mean to have a name like Taj Mahal changed to Tejo Mahalia. 
it's enjoy it's entertaining i mean yeah. it's you know let's face it that way so like uh, whatever you said krishna was christian krishna niti krishna niti was christianity yeah. it's it's amusing so uh, it's not entirely that falsification of history which we see much more than falsification of science by the way but it is a constant sense of uh, gives you a constant source of enjoyment for a lot of people for to jump in and talk about it hmm. for example i remember and i think that's important i remember when uh, four years ago narendra modi talked that um, talked about plastic surgery uh, not just plastic surgery not he wasn't talking about rhinoplasty which was in reality he was talking of also take it very seriously and yeah. it's it's a divide i think somebody from his party should shut him up no, yeah. for That's example a pertinent yeah. example is this you know i uh, in i have been to jungle i haven't seen monkey to man now that's an amusing thing <laughs> yeah one would laugh at it but the point is he seriously believes yeah, that yeah. that becomes his dogma yeah and he wants to stop, yeah, and and he wants to stop that. Da- yeah. teaching the thing that's no, what no, ancestors have written about monkeys becoming men so it doesn't so <laughs> there there is a re- repository of nativist factoids that you that are passed on to you so uh, mr katyar is an embodiment of that Net- <laughs> so <laughs> he is uh, a personification uh-huh. so he is a pa- personification of nativist factoids the kind of uh, <clears throat> these tidbits of uh, same mythological uh, my- mythology taken as history so or so, something as brahmastra was so, nuclear uh, weapon mm, another thing so that is it uh, but that is a kind of nativist uh, history you dig in means not history but myths uh now why not setting up i think uh, uh, the panel discussion or the uh, r- right wing which is seated in panel discussions or which is which uh, or uh, people who write opeds and editorials are the software which uh, are somehow dependent on the hardware of uh, these kind of foot soldiers means uh, foot soldiers in the sense of mobilizing identity politics on on a certain thing mm. they may be unreasonable unre- they may be irrational in many ways but uh, for identity politics uh, on valid or invalid grounds you sometimes need this kind of foot soldiers to galvanize they are uh, unreasonable they are rabid mm. but Uh, i They're am just i am way. just trying to understand why they are not uh, they are not being dispensed with why they important or they are, why things. they are not being set up just trying to understand i am not uh, mm. no, defending, defending it yeah 
No, but that's fact, true. I mean, yeah. You know, to the other issue of uh, him, even though it was, as you say, Manisha, response to what Ovesi said, who, according to me, is a communal bigot. I mean, let's mm. not beat about the bush. Mm. His goons nearly, uh, you know, killed uh, Tasleema Nasreen uh, when she had come to Hyderabad and, you know, threw uh, chairs and things of that sort of her. And... Uh, uh, but even if it was what Katyar said was can, can I say something about yeah, OSE? Yeah. He's the only guy who spoke about the finance bill amendment in parliament. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so anyway. I take my words back. Anyway, He's like, such a gentleman, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. Uh, yeah, but uh, you see, um, what Katyar said, even if he was, uh, you know, kind to uh, trying to uh, bob, you know, as a bob to OSE, is just so preposterous. Yeah. And it tells you of the inherent hate in the guy, right? Now, I can believe if, I mean, surely we have uh, these bigots in all parties, right? Uh, and I can also take the argument that uh, no party will throw these bigots out. But when you don't, when someone makes such an atrocious comment as Katyar did that all the, uh, what was the exact comment that he made actually on that all the, the Muslims uh, had already been given uh, Pakistan and Bangladesh. Hmm. So they don't belong here. Did he say that? Or they, they should go back to... Uh, yeah, I, they, they, should they should leave the country. They should go there. Did he actually say they should leave the country? Ah, Pakistan. They should go to Pakistan. They should go to Pakistan. Now that is, that is something that immediately within the hour... The guy hmm. should have been sacked. Hmm. Ah, within the hour. Should That's what I'm saying. Okay. Somebody should shut him up. Within the, and the guy is a Rajya Sabha MP. So it's not a question of... And it's not that... And I agree with Anand that, you know, this is a foot soldier kind of thing. So many... In fact, there is another Raja guy in um, Telangana. My God. I mean, if you think... Um, the VHP Togadia guy is incendiary. That Raja ka to level hi dusra hai. Hmm. He wanted to burn the theatres. He's he'd made all these. You go to YouTube. I mean, some of his speeches are speeches are completely crazy. You know. Now he doesn't bring them to fruition, like Akpuruddin Ovesi did not bring it to fruition. Ki pandra minute wala. And I am a hate speech, a pro hate speech advocate. By the way. No, but no, you're not pro-hate speech. You, you are anti-curbs on any sort of speech. Yeah. You're not pro-hate speech. Yeah, that's, that's so a pro, okay, <laughs> so let pro me put free it. speech. You're pro-free pro free speech. speech. Yeah, yeah. And anti, anti those who want to curb, curb the hate speech. Yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So <laughs> this, is, this is clearly, uh, this comes in that category. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the point is that this guy is a Rajya Sabha MP. And if Prime Minister and all these guys, you know, don't say anything against this guy, don't sack this guy, it tells that they, I would say they are complicit. And I've said this before. I mean, it's not that Katyar is the only guy who's made such speeches. Uh, you had Yogi Adityanath who'd actually, I've, I've given the, the clips where hmm. he said, Tum ek maroge to hum so maarenge, kuch aisa usne kaha hai, okay? Hum On India TV. Ladkiyon se bhi agar shadi karoge to hum pa, so, ek ladki loge to char ladki leng something. So about what I think also. is, I'll, I'll just tell you like this thing. So I do this thing as a set on my show as, as well, right? Um, when you say that, say the government is silent about all of these things or they are complicit in all of this. What I think is they're just purely patronizing. Right, so what, what, I, what I feel is, uh, it's like, you know, it's like you know when you when you were young and you went with your parents to like restaurants and uh, there were like these playgrounds side me where you know kids were kept busy i think all this divisive you know crap that these people say are like slides and seesaws which you know like people can just play on 
while the government important people sit on the table and they take decisions and like allow retrospective amendment yeah aadhar you know all this you know like policy stuff which and then if someone comes in and says ki acha aapne ye kyu kiya papa you know why did you allow foreign funding to political parties the guys like arnab idhar aa tere ko babysitter aise hi thodi banaya and then he takes him again to the play field and then they again play around with their again there is an inordinate time spent but you know manisha your state for example who was that the chief minister harish rawat harish rawat he said if you uh kill cows then you go, should go, go to, to pakistan, pakistan. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. what i now, feel the is... guy was a can- chief minister candidate after he said it no, congress no, did not sack it it's definitely important to even speak about it because these are guys position and i don't power. believe you no. know many people say why do you give him air time no give him more air time that is the only way to expose their bigotry no, but don't here, ask them to zip their mouths what i think is the government is not doing this like on purpose when you ask them difficult questions right they never respond because i feel they don't think that it's worth important or not they're just saying tumko samjhega hi nahi tum ye bas easy topics mein uljhe raho these are things you understand oh, as, a, you as, a, as a reporter i have moved in the field such kind of talks i have seen happening in the buses yeah where uh, the the i've been to the villages uh, people talk like this muslim ko chale jana chahiye muslim so whatever a person of rajya sabha mp stature speaking this kind of language it goes well with majority of the people that and it 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 yeah. becomes more which divisive anand's yeah. point yeah. that it's probably that is, uh-huh. which is what he was saying uh-huh. that so, 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 their use is actually to connect to the masses who probably connect with that sense so of so that is know, why they are not being shut up Hmm. Plus, let me also say this: is there always another side to the story, and it's not that you know, if the Hindus hate the Muslims, it's not that the Muslims don't hate the Hindus. I mean, that part is also yeah, yeah, part. absolutely. And I would say the biggest intolerance, mainstreaming of intolerance, are the religious texts of all religions. I mean, if you read the holy books, mm-hmm. you know they clear categorically say our religion is the best. We don't like this person. We don't like the person of this religion. You know, so the mainstreaming happens at a very early stage. Let's remember infants, Indian infants, 151 million Indian infants have been categorized as belonging to religion in the census 2011. अब किसी ने दो साल के बच्चे से जाके पूछा कि भाई तुम हिंदू हो मुस्लिम हो उसने नहीं बोला ना उसके पेरेंट्स ने बोला. So this. indoctrination starts from the very no, beginning but when we know that we are a country of multi, i mean uh, several religion so at least at the level of uh, you know this uh, mps and all you don't expect people to uh, you know invoke uh, religious passion or like something petty like petty yeah. things like this petty like things. also the patterns of public communication how will it go how will it go with a person a muslim guy who is an is officer or ips mm. go back to pakistan right right absolutely so uh, while interacting like a and i that we were saying someone trusting mike or some now when the prime mode of public communication was newspapers and the and the discourse of newspaper was a certain kind of a statement could be printed and politicians even the most wild of them till 90s mm-hmm. uh, uh, even the most uh, right wing or left wing didn't talk in these terms and they i never they talked in in uh, our times yes. anand uh, mm. 90s since you have spoken about 90s we didn't have telephone and all mm. so these guys used to come with a press note mm-hmm. so there are certain people like katyar we never took them seriously we never published their statements never 
so i am a firm believer that technology uh, and this 30 seconds of bite and Haan. this has also provoked them <coughs> to does. say on mic what they say in very closed village sawas or everybody wants to go viral but that's, that's good the, because that's the that, that, that is the only way you expose such people right I mean, if they don't make such statements, so you will actually happily keep on electing them yeah. without realizing that they are bigots. Okay. I think it's, it's on that thing. note, Hafta, uh, shall come to an end. Please give us your uh, recommendations. So let's start with Raman uh-huh. sir. So, Tanvi Madan, uh, she has tweeted two letters written 70 years ago. Uh, Gandhi was assassinated. Patel resigned. So Nehru's letter to him and Patel's response back. she says learn history not caricatures it's a very good uh, i mean the two letters put things in perspective the kind of relationships the adversaries used to have you know i mean the politicians where where uh, the patel is calling uh, nehru his lifelong comrade okay so i think these two letters are very uh, handy to understand especially in uh, you know in the backdrop of what pm has said in uh, parliament anand yeah i mean before i say just to comment on that no doubt they were the letters and i have also read them as well i mean you know we follow tanvi uh, but of course that also then you know kind of you must also read a lot of other letters which patel has had correspondence with uh, rajendra prasad for example that nehru was trying to scuttle prasad's presidentship and that uh, uh, you know prasad called patel's uh, nehru they were adversaries Right. I said it. So ha, true. Ha. So, so in but, that but sense, how do they address each other? Yeah. So absolutely right. You know, I mean, but what I'm all I'm trying to say is that only these two letters do not make the whole. No, but uh, that they were adversaries. Yes. So the, yeah. The but two they letters were still nice basically, <laughs> basically <laughs> to understand the tone of tone of uh, you know the tone that they set up for each other, the yeah. way they speak yeah. about it. Even Ambedkar and Gandhi. But you know, when Patel died, uh, money ban his uh, his daughter. went to meet nehru and uh, padma vibhushan kurian describes what happened she was treated very badly so you know that that all two sides of the whole thing and but uh, okay so my recommendation today i'm going to recommend two things i'm going to upstage anand vardhan by recommending manu joseph's article uh, uh, i don't know whether i hope you didn't do it last week uh, but on dravid yeah yeah you've done nehru vn yes beautiful article and it's almost like a vvs lakshman's inning uh, <laughs> innings not the 281 at kolkata but maybe the 167 at sydney hmm. uh, it's a beautiful piece where he combines so many other things literature and how nehruvians and you know this i hate this word elite but people use it a lot and he talks about nehruvian elites how uh, what is the benchmark for calling a novel great mm. it is not the novel itself but it is what the, the nehruvians perceive the novel to be and things of that sort this is for livement no in fact this is a 2015 piece okay it's for a sports uh, yes, yes for a, a sports mm. magazine uh, that he was asked to write so beautiful one the other one is i recently saw a fantastic film again it's on sports related it's called the battle of the sexes mm. it's a great film it's on uh, you had billie jean king um uh, having uh, playing a match with uh, bobby bobby riggs who was a 55 year old guy who'd already won wimbledon and us open in the in the 30s but then he came back during the 69 70 era when um, billie jean king had the temerity to demand equal pay i'm talking of 40 years ago right mm. 
and the American Lawn Tennis Association removed her said no we will not give you equal pay because men are more powerful people enjoy the real tennis is being played by men and billy jill king said well you know we uh, you know if you want to look at it we bring in more crowd you know <laughs> so when you're talking of uh, you know talking of let alone uh, being good at tennis the other arg- economic argument is that uh, we bring in as much crowd as uh, uh, people come to watch the thing so she she started playing her own circuit virginia slims and then this briggs came out and said uh, you know he acted like a real mcp unabashed mcp and he said look men are of course more powerful and i dare the world number one at that point of time was margaret court who in fact was uh, a real bigoted person even now she's against gays and things of that sort so he defeated her and then billy jean king actually comes out and i'm not going to reveal what happens but do watch this it's a tremendous film called the battle of the sexes great sounds interesting so Wait, i have now? i have uh three recommendations last one is a request weird request but one recommendation something amazing happened last week guys uh, a tesla roadster cut with a mannequin of astro astronaut was sent out into space and they had like, they have like a clip on youtube which goes on for 4 hours 39 minutes or something uh, what i recommend is go to go to youtube search for starman Starman SpaceX go to the 27 minute mark and just keep it there right and just keep watching if you have a tv do it on your tv and just keep watching is the most peaceful amazing thing that has ever come out of i think you know space travel because it's basically a tesla roadster with a dude in it fake dude and the earth goes behind him like you know like into the distance you know just going crazy so do watch that it's a very nice screen saver to be fair um second is i'm reading fire and fury finally i think you know it's a interesting book it's super gossipy uh, i'm i'm yet to reach the burger bit where trump is sitting on the bed eating a burger uh, cheeseburger mm. uh, that is there and the third one is um, i don't know if there are any gaming fans here um there is this game called defense of the ancients dota 2 which uh, i'm actually looking for a team so if anybody in this eco is hearing me please do contact me if you play dota 2 and we can play it together wow so yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, no, because I'm doing this. Uh, What an unusual! Intentionally, yeah, I'm doing this intentionally because every time I've given a recommendation on Hafta, I get responses. It's amazing. It's people like people listen to yeah, us. Yeah, it's like and they they they're so nice. They're so genuine. They like tweet to me, they DM me, or they you know contact at news or they get mails or whatever. That oh, Vegna, I really like this recommendation that you gave. I'm like, dude, this works. So guys, if you play Dota 2, please at me Vegna, DM me. We will play it together. <laughs> Anand. it has some to think to do with the prime minister's speech where bihar somehow surfaced in form of lichwi so as one of the earliest republics in the world uh arvind dendas who was a scholar and uh, those who are trying to fact check he was a marxist so <laughs> he was a marxist a scholar journalist and uh, oh sorry Arvind Dendas Arvind Dendas hmm so uh, Arvind Dendas he also so served Arvind as a, a, an editor times of india research wing and brought a lot of Arvind Dendas huh. 
a lot of books for, from Times of India and uh, he was a Marxist scholar researcher means had all the pedigree to for people to believe him <laughs> kind of <laughs> <laughs> so was educated at St Stephen's also <laughs> lovely guy <laughs> oh ho speaks oh. the former Stephenian so uh, in uh, a very slim book published uh, from penguin in 1994 the republic of bihar he talks about lichui and uh, gives a very detailed description and uh, based on didi uh, koshambi the doyen of all marxist historiography cottage industry including thapas and all so uh, it's not coming from the right wing mm. from very bona fide marxist and he gives uh, uh, he t- uh, talks about lichui the kind of republic it was lichui how do you uh, uh, it, spell it, it? it, it l i c h c h v i and ha uh, lichwi so it's a region in north bihar mm-hmm. which extends to terai region of nepal and the uh, f- uh, 5th 6th century uh, uh, and uh, it before the plateau route republic mm-hmm. means uh, republic mm-hmm. republic uh, plateau route republic in four, uh, 4th century 380 bc to be precise mm-hmm. so uh, even before that there were some athenian form of democracy in greece and Uh, Arvindeshantas refers to republic uh, in uh, 6th century BC. So, uh, Fascinating. Ha. Because there is this uh, so, quote-unquote Professor Vashne, hmm. who has a handle name also, Professor ah, Vashne. I have hmm. seen that. And uh, he has said that hmm. the statement is clearly hmm. wrong, wrong because uh, Nehru actually, hmm. or whatever he said, no, I, there talk- was no democracy before. I am coming before. back to Nehru now. Nehru validates this. Yeah. So, I'm coming back to Nehru. So, uh, so that is uh, that's one. Now, 1989, the year of Nehru centenary was important for three things. It gave you Satabdi train, mm. uh, which was a, 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 an equivalent of Rajdhani for state capitals. which are at short distance from yeah. delhi that's why it was yeah. called shatabdi yeah, oh from my delhi. god i didn't know that so, uh, so it has a nehru this thing uh, yeah what yeah, yes. wow that's interesting yes yes oh. yes amazing yes. one more tick mark to the nehru gandhi <laughs> so, dynasty shatabdi uh, express and and uh, then uh, bcci hosted nehru cup 1989 mm. six nation trophy and doordarshan commissioned uh, bharat ek khoj mm. that is based on the discovery of india in the ninth episode in the ninth episode of uh, bharat ek khoj if you are going for visual medium mm. nehru uh, sam benegal talks about based on this nehru's discovery of india mm. uh, gantantra banam rajya or rajya kuch aise gantantra banam rajatantra and he hmm. talks about lichwi nehru also talks about lichwi in discovery of india so uh, it is not something that uh, nehru didn't validate hmm. he validated it so that's it uh, in fact arvindendas had also produced a 13 part series on didi koshambi's work didi koshambi is the father figure in indian marxist historiography all the marxist historians thapar this consider him as doyen So no right wing stuff here. That's it. My God, so many disclaimers. कोई right wing नहीं है डरने की बात नहीं है. So uh, 
Um, okay, I'm just going to do a really shameless plug. We've started a new show called TV Nuisance. We've done six episodes. The seventh one will be out on Saturday. Please watch it. Give us honest feedback. Meghnath is in on that script. The idea is just to acquaint you with all the Nonsense. looniness that happens on television news. So please watch it and please give us some constructive feedback. Tell us why we suck. Tell us what you Op- like about episode it. Episode seven is special, guys, because there's a crossover happening. Oh, there's a crossover happening. Okay. So please watch and uh, send us your feedback. That's all that we have for you for Hafta. Remember, guys, when corporations pay, corporates are served. When the governments pay, the governments are served. When public pay, uh, public is served. So please pay to keep news free. Subscribe to News Laundry. Don't be a Mufat Khor. We need all your love and support. Have a great weekend. And here's the song for today that we dedicate to Modi ji. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Babu, ye public hai public. Ye jo public hai, ye sab jaanti hai public hai. Ye jo public hai, ye sab jaanti hai public hai. Aaj andar kya hai? Aaj bahar kya hai? Andar kya hai? Bahar kya hai? Ye sab kuch pehchaanti. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 